1: Welcome back to another episode of redefining reality this one was with my friend Jesse Stewart the essential oil vibrational dowsing music making magician who lives in the Queen Artscape in a beautiful loft that is largely open to the public for all sorts of events some of which you'll hear about in our talk I actually met Jesse because he was facilitating a sound healing circle. And connecting to that circle was probably the most impactful thing that I did in 2015. The friends that came out of it, the amount of freedom that came out of it, the amount of owning my own voice and being able to express myself around people that came out of it, it's all been hugely impactful. And so for that, I'm eternally grateful. And I love to take every opportunity I can to get over to his space, which is, I describe it as the most healing space in the city in terms of just the vibration in there and the oil and everything is so high vibe, so tuned in and just, he's got it right. He's got it so, so right on so many levels. And in this podcast, we talked a lot about spiritual science and where it comes from and how it is an act of self-initiation and Social activism that's his whole message these days and he's trying to Train he's not trying to he is training people in the precepts of Tantra and spiritual science And dieting in order to facilitate a deeper understanding of this amazing existence that comes from spirit ultimately right in this age of scientific materialism it is ever more important to reconnect to the spiritual essence that actually animates and creates all life so we dive into a bunch of that i hope you enjoy it i hope you check out some of the resources that we mentioned and if you want to go over to the itunes and rate, review, subscribe, share this episode with a friend, email somebody, Facebook message it to somebody. All those things are appreciated. All those things help push this forward so we can share this message of hope and inspiration and tools that are going to make this a better world. Not only a better existence for you, but going to make this a better world, one that we can all really enjoy. So with that, until next time, you take care be well and stay beautiful and enjoy this episode with jesse stewart yeah this book tribe by sebastian junger you heard of it or Mm -hmm. him so he's a very very just amazing amazing storyteller and author he wrote a book called war he actually spent a lot of time like on the front lines of different wars Mm. and just writes about the reality of that and this was book tribe it's all about like uh what's the subtitle on homecoming uh and like belonging mm-hmm. and talk about how um, actually the military, one of the things it does provide that's semi- seemingly good or seemingly good for us, especially as men, is that sense of like brotherhood and belonging mm-hmm. and like deep, deep bonds of love because it's life and death, right? And it's like, I got you, you got me type of thing, which we don't get in our day to day. And I think we, we we hunger for that, right? We want that like deep, deep connection. Yes. Um, but it's not around, it's not around, we have to create it. Yes. We, we have go to reinvent
0: it. this, this whole new thing of, um, society, you know, like that's the word we have to recreate society. Um, and it's challenging. It's frightening because so many people feel that the foundation is quite shaky. You know, there's not something supporting us there as a collective economically and culturally and um, you know politically that the, uh, the pieces are not uh, really in alignment and that the whole thing is going to go through a catabasis or it's a Greek word for the bottom dropping out mm. you know like the whole going, thing. Under. going under the going under which could happen but I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced it has to go that way Mm. um but regardless I think starting with subcultures um pockets oases of new ways of thinking and new ways of living mm. which we're definitely seeing you know with a return to the land with small intentional communities and uh which I'm very interested in i'm I'm uh have been working to support uh different intentional communities to develop social skills and a am mm. on uh, matter of fact I'm going up to uh, north of Winnipeg in a couple of weeks with wow. uh, a community of people that they've got the land which is great you know someone had the money uh, to buy 300 acres north of Winnipeg and of course there's all sorts of people that want to jump on board and be members and have you know foot on the land of the country uh, but um, yeah, you can see the, the problems even with coming together to build an outhouse created a big ordeal, you know, like <laughs> to build a little shit station just created a lot of shit amongst the mm. community because <clears throat> the thing is with community, there, there, there needs to be the balance. There's a threefoldness uh, in community that holds the threefoldness of the human being, which is, which is part of the model people really need to get. It's, it's very organic. To look at the threefoldness of the human and how that needs to be mirrored in our um, society, mm-hmm. and threefoldness is you know the thinking capacity, the feeling capacity, and the will. Right. You know you can boil this down to these three. You, we've got you know on the physical level the brain and the heart and then we have the limbs and metabolic reproductive organs. This is this is coming from Rudolf Steiner actually. Mm-hmm. This threefoldness and then that's mirrored in our soul capacities of thinking feeling and will and so society needs to hold uh those uh, in a balanced way and in society we see that as the the economic realm of things right they're they're the will that metabolizes things and produces products and and, and reproduction and then you have the uh political legislative uh, part of the, the triune, which, you know, sets up the laws and, and causes order. And it takes it takes a taxation from the economic realm. You know, it, it takes the, the goods that are produced by the metabolism. And then it spreads it out to the whole, the wholeness of society. So it's all shared by mm. everybody. And then the third part is the cultural realm, the heart. Of society, which is the artists and the scientists and the teachers and the healers, the people that really you know give the life and meaning to uh, society, and so this is this is called the threefold model that um, Rudolf Steiner actually uh, developed during World War One, because he was quite immersed in an esoteric school that he had with numerous students and they were doing esoteric practices you know really developing themselves spiritually and then they had to be put on hold when world war one hit which was hugely traumatic for europe you know it was a big meltdown it was just devastating uh horrible horrible war uh but that pushed riddle steiner to turn his attention to really what needs to be the spiritual basis of society so it's balanced and these three-fold aspects keep each other in check, and the whole growing as a healthy social organism. Mm. So that's kind of where I come from with the um, intentional community. You know, is, is 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 to look at yourself as a threefold being, and then look at the community and how the 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 legislative, the economic, and the cultural aspects are all functioning together. Mm. And each person brings. You know a different aspect like some people want to kind of like rule you know like they got kind of a political agenda like let's fix everything this way and then there's other people that are just the doers you know they're in the will it's like well let's just build this outhouse you know and then you've got maybe the artists or you know the healers that's well let's just wait a minute and like give some attention to the aesthetics and you know the placement of this thing and stuff like that and so there can be a real log jam at times between the thinking the feeling and the will Because people tend to be in one more than the other. Mm -hmm. And that's where communities can break down.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I can only imagine the issues that you find in places like that and how difficult it is. And it's like, whereas in a city, if you have conflict with someone, you can just leave. Like, you don't necessarily have to work through it. But if you're all living on this land, you got to, you know... You know, you don't want like to carry those grudges like forever. That's gonna kill you. So you have to deal with the shit.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And you need the
1: tools and the understanding and the support and the space, right, to really work through it. Yeah. Um so that's really cool, man. It's awesome that you're going up to yeah. northern north of Winnipeg. I mean the winters must be brutal up there. You're trying to live on the land and just like minus whatever.
0: Well, I don't think they're at the point of doing it in the wintertime. Okay, um, seasonal. It's, it's, at this point, yeah, they just have, like, tenting and trailers and um, huts. Uh, but I think that's probably the long-term view, as it is with a lot of intentional communities. They want to... 100% self-sufficiency. Uh, or close to... Yeah, off the grid, self-sufficiency. A lot of people are into bridging as well. Bridging means that you have one foot in the city and one foot in the country. They don't want to be completely out in the country and isolated. Mm. They want to have the, the, the culture of the city. And so they go back and forth, but you're absolutely right. You know, in cities, there can be this hiding and this anonymity that you don't have to deal with stuff, right? But when you're in a small intimate community, you really need those tools such as dieting and mediation and communication and, and negotiation, um, and the wisdom on how to carry that. So that there's a lot of heart and, 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 and healing, but gold that it produces gold, like everybody grows, mm. everybody grows through the struggles that come up. So you, you don't want to avoid struggles, you want to actually embrace them in a positive way, because they're mm. inevitable to come up, you know, that shadow side is just waiting for other people to enlist into your psychodrama, so you can get a look at yourself. Mm. And uh, So that's, that to me is the most important and central part of community building. It's not, you know, getting the outhouse and, and the farm all together and things like that. It's,
1: how are you functioning
0: as a being
1: yeah, yeah. I, want to, I want to touch back on the point of uh as you said catabasis I've heard it said catabasis same, same oh, thing
0: okay
1: it's been coming up a lot lately first I listened to Iron John right and they have the whole section about how the man has to go through that the going down to get in touch with the wild man and you know make a make a connection to that um and it does make sense. I mean, the way I sort of think about it is if we can all individually, uh, you know, go through a, 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 a catabasis to go into ourselves, then we can avoid the societal massive crisis sort of catabasis, right? If we can, um, you know, willingly take that on and go into our own, our own stuff and dive into it, then, that will prevent you know nature forcing us to do it because we're going to do it regardless, right? And nature is going to self correct and sort of force us to do that. And I feel like that's where most of us end up, right? We try to avoid it, we try to not do it, deal with it, and then something breaks yeah. or some crisis happens or a health concern or a relationship ends or something that forces us to go within. Yeah, it's it's
0: unfortunate when it if it feels like it's being forced. Because I think it is inherent in the um, nature of nature that we, we do go down and in and we do implode at times. That's, that's in the imago of a caterpillar uh, turning into a butterfly. It completely dissolves its nature as a caterpillar and out of that arises the higher nature of the butterfly that can transcend earth and fly and flit about. It's an amazing image and we're connected to that process, Uh, but we've lost the intuitive wisdom on how to take ourselves through that uh, consciously and willingly. So yeah, often it is, uh, you know, when we lose a job or a relationship uh, breaks down or we have some sort of health crisis that we finally turn our attention to that process of self-development. But surely relationship and communities are going to bring it up for us. You know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's really in the, um, the nature of initiation science, which is a field that I uh, have been interested in for a long time, um, initiation science, and how uh, really succinctly um, there's what's called two guardians of the threshold. Right. So we, the greater guardian uh, is that higher part of ourselves that holds a vision for us. It's like, oh, off in the distance, like the sun rising, it's like, here's a vision of what you can do with your life. Like, let's start a community or let's start a healing center. You know, let's start some sort of group. Um, you know, you have this ideal and that's that's the, the higher guardian. And so you start moving towards that ideal. But then there's the lower guardian, which is the lower self and all the unresolved aspects of your nature that you bring from the past, including past lives, if you will. And so you're reaching for this vision, but then, boom, pops up in front of you this ugly thing going, Uh, you got to pay the toll keeper. You know, you got to pay your dues. You have to deal with your past in order to move into the future. Uh, And the beautiful part about it that is that as you deal with this lower guardian and you wrestle with it and you find the gold, that becomes the propulsion. It gives you the propulsion to move forward to the vision of the higher guardian. Otherwise, it's inattainable. Mm. It's unattainable without dealing with the the first guardian of the threshold.
1: Yeah, and I feel like that's um, like it won't last, right? You might have some success. You might have some progress but it won't last and it won't it doesn't have that foundation right it's like trying to build a house on no foundation trying yeah. to develop a community with no foundation like you might get something done but is it gonna last is it gonna have any sense of like lasting harmony or um you know function beyond yeah a very small window
0: well i i'm i'm starting up my spiritual science as social activism talks uh in a couple of weeks and the very first one i'm going to do is called the spiritual basis of intentional community building mm. uh, partly because i'm going up to winnipeg and i want to just immerse myself again in all these ideas but yeah it that should get people to like turn their head and look at that title the spiritual basis of intentional community building, uh, because that's often overlooked right now in the trend and rush to get back to the land and to build permaculture, uh, you know, sustainable agriculture, and to devise new forms of organic and biodynamic agriculture. Uh, so people are coming together, you know, for very physical reasons. It's it's in some ways a very materialistic. Um, imperative that people are following to save the planet. But what's often forgotten in our quite secular culture is that the foundation of life is spirit. It is not matter. The foundation of all matter is spirit. And, you know, with with our materialistic science, we're so focused on matter and how to manipulate matter not realizing that matter is a manifestation of spirit. Everything in your physical life and circumstances is a manifestation of your inner life. You know, um, the alchemist said, as above, so below. So below, so above. There's this interweaving between this dual duality of matter and spirit. Uh, or in my work, I like to say, as in Oz, so in Kansas, right? Mm. The things that Dorothy was manifesting in Kansas were dependent upon her configuration uh, of her aspects in Oz. And so she had to go on this journey of the Yellow Brick Road, this inner journey, to become conscious of the state of Oz and these different parts, Scarecrow, Tin Man and Lion. Here we are back to the threefoldness of the thinking, the feeling, and the will, right? Because mm. the Scarecrow's looking for his brain, the Tin men's looking for his heart, the Lion's looking for his courage or his will. And so she needed to make these conscious and to develop them, bring them together, integrate them, and then deal with the things she needed to deal with in Oz, the duality of the Wicked Witch and the Not-So-Wonderful Wizard, and then return to Kansas and uh, we don't see what happens in Kansas, but theoretically things would be different. It would be a different mirroring uh, of her inner configuration. So um, this thing about the land, getting back to the land and and building communities there, the state of things will always be a reflection of the inner state of the societal organism. And that's made up of the individuals that are in the collective and as you so wisely stated earlier you know the individuals need to go through their own individual process um, I like to think of the, uh, the development like a three-tiered cake like a three-tiered wedding cake which uh, I reference in in my dyading circles where the top of the cake uh, well, when you see a wedding cake, you see the, the bride and groom, right? They've got the little bride and groom on the top, which is really the individual. The individual is made up of the, the masculine and the feminine, the yin and the yang. They're at the top of uh, the, the cake. That's you. And then the bottom tier is the circle. It's the collective. It's, it's all the people that are together. And then in the middle tier, it's the dyad. It's the pairing of people and how you interact one to one with people. And that's, that's where a lot of my work is focused is helping people to interact one-to-one. Um, there's a lot of circle work that goes on uh, in, in the city and around, but uh, with the dieting, it's really um, dieting skills to help each other process and facilitate um, you know, the birthing of the self and the dealing with the, the guardian of the threshold and things like that. So what I take to people that are Building community is these sorts of skills, you know, particularly the dieting skills, because a lot of people leave that out. There's the individual and then there's the circle, the collective. And but how can how can we come together and really help each person birth more of themselves, which will enhance the circle and it also enhances the life of the individual, hmm. which is which is what it's all about. It's really that each individual can enjoy a higher quality of living. Uh, and not having to do it in isolation as some sort of hermit. Mm. But they can actually be in a collective. Because we can do much more together than as individuals. Like That's that's the spiritual plan, is that we go through this process we're going through right now as individuals to birth our higher self and our higher vision, and then collectively we can um, turn the planet around and get it back on its proper spiritual orbit. Um, which is not to say that it's it's not on its proper spiritual orbit. But we're just going through a period right now where we really have to wake up and take uh, bring more consciousness to the management of the resources we have here. So um, yeah, I'm 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 interested in agriculture and off the grid living, but it's really much more at the uh, the personal level that I've found my work.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, which is so needed. And that's, I mean, that's why I love. We all have our peace, right? Everyone's got their own medicine. Everyone's got their own flavor. And uh, I mean, it makes perfect sense knowing you that that would be sort of your flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so often, uh, it's just far too easy, right? To get caught up with the physical, which makes sense if you're establishing, you know, basic survival needs out there um but it's like okay we gotta we gotta move beyond just being you know our animals trying to trying to survive mm-hmm. and figure out a way to to thrive and to really engender um that real sense of community right because I imagine a lot of things that um, label themselves as communities might not really be embodying the fullness of what that means or what that maybe used to mean in our hunter gatherer past yeah and so finding that
0: yeah it's tricky you know because we we uh we do bring the past with us um and how to find a universal commonality that will be the glue to hold us together you know because i mean you could go and have a buddhist community and like everybody's buddhist and doing this and that you know a christian community or this and that and which can be a bit exclusive, but you want something that still can land a spiritual impulse. Because, and this is really important, there is uh, a spiritual impulse of the future that's trying to land on earth. And we need to gear into that. There are, in my view, spiritual beings that are working with us have worked with us that are part of the partnership of managing this planet that have you know continually downloaded into humans uh, ideas impulses um, inventions to uh, enhance and help humanity move forward in its spiritual evolution so being able to catch that impulse and let it flow into us and, and let it uh, also help mediate the things of the past that are still there that we still carry uh, it ha- there has to be something of a living spiritual flow into the community that isn't necessarily of a religious nature but is a lifeblood that uh, feeds the soul and spirit of each individual and the community as a whole so that's where the cultural part of the threefold formula needs to be functioning. And so when I go to Winnipeg, for example, the, the woman who owns the lens, she's a trained eurythmist, uh, a form of movement um, developed by Rudolf Steiner. And um, so that's, that's a, actually quite a futuristic type of artistic dance um, form that is to help the cultivation of the subtle nature of the human being. So we'll be doing some of that as part of the, the weekend uh, workshop. Uh, so the, the will is engaged. When you do artistic activity, the will is engaged. So you're not just sitting in a circle talking and thinking about things and then getting into your feelings and kind of get muddled or stuck or you know triggered. When you engage the will by bring, picking up a paintbrush or moving or singing together, this is this is spiritual activity this is spiritual activity and that will then move out to inform both the legislative and the economic activity of a community Mm. yeah that's its purpose it has to serve that way and the arts in our times have kind of lost their way as a power arm to really lift society the the arts used to you know, be held by the religious, um, the religious forms, you know, and the the architecture of a cathedral and the iconography and all that like the 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 art was there uh, as a tool to enhance and ennoble the human spirit. But a lot of people turned away from that conventional forms of religion and thereby also lost their connection to that form of art. And so a lot of the art out there, it can be anything. It can be anything, and it's hit and miss. It's not necessarily um, serving the real needs uh, of humans at this time. As a matter of fact, it can get very dark Mm -hmm. and be used in a malevolent way against the human spirit. And we have to be aware of that as well, that there are forces that want to take things down. Uh, So we need to take up these tools such as art and spirituality in a new way. and that's that's also part of my interest uh, in the work that I do mm. yeah, reinventing some of these old forms yeah so that that brings us to the spiritual boot camp which uh, is being launched mm. uh, this month uh, September 2016 and has been a dream of mine for several years because I've been holding lots of events. I do men's circles. I do sound and meditation circles, um, all sorts of things here that um, are kind of one-off things or just, you know, bi-weekly things as a drop-in for people. But seeing uh, a lot of people's learning and spiritual seeking is kind of like goat learning, I call, where they nibble here, they nibble there, you know, they get tired of this, they move on. And seeing the need for systematic training you know, some program that holds people for a set amount of time in an intensified way so that they can really get some traction in a particular direction. So, the spiritual boot camp is a six month challenge that involves a threefoldness. Back to this threefoldness, uh, because there's strength in a threefoldness that addresses the thinking, feeling, and the will, or you could say the body. Uh, soul, and spirit of the human being. So the first component is a Tantra training, working with a program called Jewel and the Lotus, which uh, we went through kind of a beta version of that last mm-hmm. year. Powerful stuff. Very powerful program. Um, Twelve lessons, uh, each involving some of the theory behind the Kriya Tantra. And then there's individual practices and partner practices, and then awareness practices within each of the 12 lessons. And people don't have to be in a partnership to be involved in this, but it's good to learn the partnership practices uh, because someday you may be in a partnership and want to have these skills uh, of intimacy at hand. But the main focus of Tantra is and always has been, not primarily a sexual, but uh, working with the sensual energies of the body as propulsion to move to higher states of consciousness and ultimately, what we could call enlightenment. <clears throat> so that um, that that really has been an important part for me because even in my own personal life, trying to integrate the sexual nature of my being into a spiritual uh, paradigm, which we don't get in the West, you know the. the Sexual uh, experiences and education and orientation that we get in the West is, in my view now, just so far below par. Uh, What is available now that I have more understanding of the Eastern view and practices around this. Um, So the Tantra really is a powerful way to activate. Now, in doing that, we bring in the second part of the Spiritual Boot Camp, which is the Dyading and the dieting means working in pairs and for this I draw from something I developed uh, a number of years ago when I was teaching at the Rudolf Steiner Center and I noticed people that were spiritual and highly educated had terrible communication skills. They could not support other people who are going through some sort of process. They just we're exercising what I call the, the the top 40 communication stoppers, which is the first thing that I teach in this program called Skilled Friends, which I developed and taught through the Rudolf Steiner Center for a number of years. So I'm bringing that as the second po- component of the spiritual boot camp, um, it's because when we do the tantra, it's going to open up those blockages. It's going to bring up the unconscious stuff, and even in this Jewel and the Lotus program, they say you really need to have. Something to manage your psychospiritual activity that's going to be activated through through the tantric uh, techniques. So, people will be learning how to dyad and do dyad swatch, which means I would sit and support you, facilitate you for half an hour, an hour in some sort of process, <clears throat> and then we would switch and you would support me. So, it's really kind of a soul breathing that takes place that allows people to go under their soul substance look at it, work with it artistically, integrate it, and build themselves. Then the third part of the spiritual boot camp is the spiritual science that has been my uh, main focus of spiritual study for a couple of decades, um, primarily through the work of Rudolf Steiner, um, who some consider, you know, one of the the great modern initiates of our time. And so I, I, for the past couple of years been doing bi-weekly talks mm. called Spiritual Science as Social Activism and Self-Initiation. And I, it's a long title, but it really says it all, you know, spiritual science is blending, you know, the scientific side with the spiritual side. You could say the left brain and the right brain together. And then, uh, the social activism means that, you know, out of that knowledge, out of this, the, the the new knowledge of science and spirituality together, we can go out and be socially active with it. So we can have more information, more of a map to build communities and to engage with the world. And then the self-initiation part of the title is using spiritual science as initiation science, that we have a map, we have an understanding about what... Is being called of us in this day and age spiritually and particularly things around the threshold you know i mentioned earlier about meeting the threshold and the guardians of the threshold and the threshold is really the boundary of consciousness that we have and as we do the tantric work and the dieting work that boundary is going to expand and as we expand we become conscious of more and our experiences are going to be Greater and often more foreign and maybe even disorienting. So the spiritual science brings in the information, brings in the map so people can feel that um, they have a sense of orientation to what's going on. So that's the Spiritual Boot Camp Threefoldness. And um, it's being hosted by myself and my um, working partner, uh, Laura Story. And it's a six-month challenge where people meet once a week for the six months uh, to go through all of what I just mentioned. And people ask, well, what does it cost? And actually, it's an uncost. There is no cost. This is being offered free to people, so there's no financial constraint. What the price people pay really is the commitment they make to gear in, do the work, take responsibility for themselves, realize that they're interwoven with a circle of people and how we hold each other and we hold each other accountable and we do it in love and with higher and higher levels of skill as we evolve together so uh yeah it's the way i can do this is i get private sponsorship and donations from other people so that this work can happen and be given freely so if people are interested in knowing more about this um, the first wave is starting uh, this month And then uh, a second wave will be starting in January 2017. And uh, there seems to be a lot of interest. So probably just going to keep doing that with another third wave uh, a year from now and so forth. And if people are interested, uh, they just need to go to the website, spiritualbootcamp.buzz, www.spiritualbootcamp.buzz. And it's got all the information there and uh, people can connect to us through that. And if they have questions, then uh, they can ask them. Wonderful.
1: So as Jesse mentioned, um, I was part of the Jewel and the Lotus sort of beta group, which is the first prong or the first aspect of this spiritual boot camp. And I'll tell you that that book and that program and those practices are very, very powerful and very, very empowering if you really get into it and give yourself to it and create the space and create the support network to have those dyads which was something i think i kind of neglected a little bit a little bit it's hard i mean I anyways that whatever it's uh it's the challenge to really be accountable to yourself and to others in a group with you um that is really part of what's being asked for here um, part of what's being uh, initiating us into this deeper understanding and this deeper level of integrity. And so if you feel called to work toward this and to push yourself in that way, because it's not gonna be easy, um, but to trust your brothers and sisters along the path, then I mean, I highly recommend that you that you follow that urge and you follow that desire and see if it really does fit into your life, into your work, into your process as an evolutionary human. Um, and then the work of, of Steiner, uh, i've 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 glimpsed some from jesse's talks i've read a little bit mostly on biodynamic agriculture, um, most of which was over my head completely at the time but it really is a a next level uh, more integrated understanding of how this all works and why we're here and how things are unfolding and how to work with the different elements of nature and our own nature and so I mean I'm I love the idea of boot camp. I love the idea of warriorship and discipline and strengthening ourselves and doing that together, banding together in community in solidarity to make something better, to pull out the gold from within ourselves. And so yeah, that's that's what I could share about that. I'm I'm definitely uh going to stay tuned to this offering and the next offering and see what lines up in my life, but um if you feel the call, if you are interested, then definitely listen to that and definitely trust that inner wisdom that is guiding you towards something that's very life affirming and that's going to become and is becoming more and more uh, necessary to make it through just this crazy life, this crazy life and time that we're living in, and to maintain some form of holistic wellness and mental sanity. Uh, I feel like. We're going to need more and more of these types of things so that's what i can say about that
0: that's well cool. one week tantra one week dieting one week tantra one week dieting oh okay but then during during the week then you will get together with other people in the circle and do swaps mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot i mean you're you're doing the tantra practices and you're doing the dieting practices and you're doing the reading and and all that so it it's it's really like needs to be a person's thing for six months. You know, like you're going to night school for six months and you got homework and it's like, okay, well, you mm-hmm. can't take too much else on for this six mm-hmm. months. Um, so think about it, you know, because I, I, I feel that, um, yeah, you'd you do well to uh, to absorb more of that. And then you'd be part of the network afterwards, like on an infinite basis, you know, like you'll be part of the network. You can, hey, Mary Lou, I need... Do a diet swap you got time you know so and then you've got that as like free therapy for mm. forever you know uh, from a community of people um which i think is so important it's it's a big part that's missing from people's lives you know they're going for massage they're going for energy work you know not a lot of people are paying 100 bucks an hour for psychotherapy right you know so a lot of stuff just is held there while they're doing all this other stuff singing and drum circles it's like yeah but what about <laughs> mm-hmm. the lower guardian of the threshold really the lower guardian of the threshold is like waiting to be to be faced and mm-hmm. worked with and if if it's not that's when these how did you call it Catabasis. Cat- Catabasis? Catabasis happen yeah. it's like pff, wake up man and deal with it yeah face your shit yeah
1: go deep yeah go deep or die hmm <laughs> go deeper die I like that yeah, that's I like a, that oh. um you should make a t-shirt that says go deep yeah die. exactly yeah exactly yeah it's a good good slogan embrace the catabasis
0: yeah now on the back of the shirt, you have a definition of catabasis
1: like we said we're going to share the links to all these things for people that are listening and might be into that um I will be away for three weeks September 20th to October 10th I'm on the west coast Um, But, no, exactly, exactly. And the other thing too, um, and this might not be as interesting to listeners, but there's just a lot going on at the moment and I'm really focusing on building my professional foundation in a sense and getting that on the lock, right? Um, Which is tapping into the will, right? And that part of the um, putting yourself out there and really giving your service to the world. Um, So there's a lot, there's a lot happening. So it's like, I don't want to... And i i my tendency is to take on more than I really should, um, and so really to learn my my limits and respect those, and my pace, like what pace works for me, rather than be overwhelmed by the pace of the city, um, or or Western culture and feeling like you gotta do more, do more, accomplish more, you know, push, push, push. Um, so I'm looking for that you know, that uh, dynamic sort of homeostasis as it were that will allow me to be healthy and well and well rested and energized for the work that I'm doing and then to have uh, the energy to to yeah to continue on my own pursuits and my own development and all these things so Mm -hmm. if not this round I'm sure at around in the future Um, but I mean just talking about the uh, the jewel and I really want to revisit that book but uh, I think it's true. Sort of the whole idea of like you know once you know you can't not know and so i find myself having ended the relationship that i was in during that group um unable to to engage sexually without that component without that spiritual component because it just feels empty and uh life depleting right um and so that's been transformative in my experience to like okay this this is like locked in at this point and to go back it's not even an option which makes it difficult going forward with finding the right partners right because it's not necessarily the easiest thing to do well you need but to... it's becoming easier because mm-hmm. more and more people are getting into this right yeah. and I've, I've i've been saying and you can quote me in whatever five years but i think tantra and that way of living and practicing is going to be as common as yoga is for a physical practice um within like five years tantra sexual sexual um spiritual sex spiritually infused conscious relating will be like the thing like the cool thing it's like i'm going to tantra class you know instead of going to yoga class yeah That's that's my hope at
0: least well it's been my hope it's been my dream uh For a number of years is to create a training that people would go through and they'd come out on a completely higher platform of existence Mm. as a sexual social spiritual being and it it needs to happen you know we really need to get wise up on our uh, sexual energies which are so powerful so primal and can be utilized for our spiritual development our spiritual traction Uh, so yeah, it's a six months challenge that, um, you know, I believe anybody who commits to that will go through this transformation of a caterpillar to a butterfly because of the the tantric practices, the dieting skills and the knowledge that spiritual science uh, gives to us. Mm. Uh, but it's, is a challenge in this day and time because of this busyness that you mentioned uh, it's, it's like a mental disease that mm-hmm. people have is you gotta be busy doing this and we tend to get stretched, uh, too far, but it feels like it would be an alignment for you to, uh, to get, uh, take, to, to take this on. Um, and I know you're, you're, you're gung-ho with your professional, uh, aspirations, which yeah, maybe you need to like, just keep diving into that at this time and then maybe a, a later wave. Uh, come back and, and revisit this, but one also has to keep in mind, you know, not putting the cart before the horse too much, which can be seen in a lot of young people coming up, you know, with this aspiration to to go out as a healer and to, you know, to to step up professionally with, um, with their magic and their gifts and their gold. But this is something Robert Bly talks about in his book, Iron John, that you don't want to bring your gold out too quickly into the world when you're not quite prepared because the world is not necessarily a welcoming, hospitable place. You know, there are the dark forces that want to cut us off from our ability to give forth our gifts. Like, that's one of the biggest challenges, actually, is how to take what we've got on the inside and bring it to the outside. And so I I firmly believe the spiritual boot camp training is going to give people the wherewithal on how to deal with the world better Mm. through the the social skills, as well as managing their own sexual uh, energies better, and the map that spiritual science orients us to. So that after that, they can get their boots on the ground and really go forth as a grounded light worker, healer, energy worker, teacher coach whatever um so yeah getting getting the um the horse before the cart getting you know the real horsepower of your own fully developed nature uh settled first before getting too excited it's great that you have dreams and and Mm -hmm. the aspirations like that's that's wonderful that's that's the greater guardian Mm -hmm. that's your greater guardian of threshold going brian This is what you can do with your life. Look at this guiding light. Yeah, you're off in the distance, and you're going for it. Yeah. But boom, that lower guardian is going to say you got to deal with your past. You got to like transform your lower nature, and that's going to be the 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 horse that's going to pull the cart forward. Otherwise, Mm. otherwise, it's just going to be a mule
1: kicking you in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. And even even in saying that, I mean, I could sense that that's. Sort of a cop out by myself, and I know that if I, um, you know, work on my professional things with focused intent, that they're not going to eat up all my time, right? I feel like a lot of people let work balloon to eat up all their time because they're unfocused and they're distracted constantly, and they're not really able to dig to sink into the work for a productive period of a few hours and get what would take someone else. Done. Get done in a in two to four hours. What would take someone else, you know, six to ten hours. Mm. Um, so maybe just more of a challenge for me to really okay. How am I using my time? How am I investing into things that have the most leverage uh, to push things forward? And it's interesting because I just landed a a clinical uh, gig in a digestive health clinic, <laughs> which is perfect for me, and it's part time, and it was supposed to be tuesdays and thursdays so i'd be there until like 7 seven thirty. but now it's mondays wednesdays and tuesdays and thursdays are free so maybe mm-hmm. a little alignment
0: happening there um well i want you to know like I, by no means do i feel like i have to do a sell job on this no, like it, it, just, no. it just like i just like to state that uh, explicitly because for one thing it's free i'm not i'm not making money off this this is not a, a capitalistic venture, mm. um, which there's nothing wrong with having these sorts of services and programs with a price tag to them, but I'm working with a different model, uh, you know, the, the gift model of, uh, of the future, hopefully. Mm. Um, we do ask people to give donations to cover the cost of the, the snacks and the photocopying and things like that, and if people do want to make a private donation to support the work and, that goes on here in the lot, that's fine too. But there's no price tag attached. The, the the price is you committing and doing the work for that six months and giving it your all so that you come out with the most benefit and then you pay it forward mm. by really taking the gifts that you've got, you know, the total package of who you are and being able to take it way deep mm. into the world and deal with the stuff that the world's gonna throw at you.
1: Yeah. Well, and part of me is also, I mean, because I just understand how humans perceive value, right? And so it's like the whole idea that nothing's really free, but it doesn't have to be a monetary exchange, but yeah. there has to be some exchange. Right? You gonna have skin in the game. For most of us, money is the easiest thing because it's easy and accessible and, you know, it represents a certain level of commitment many times or value. Um, but yeah, because people don't,
0: value-free, right? Right. So it's, it's an uncost that there's no, there's no financial cost. There is a price. It's the a commi- price is, is the commitment mm-hmm. for that six months. So that when you go home, you know, when you'd maybe fall into old habits of, of doing other things, it's like, oh no, I got to make that call. I got to connect. I got to set up a diet swap. Oh, I got to be reading this chapter. I should reread the chapter. I should do the practices that you keep reminding yourself. This is what I signed up and this is how I'm to pay mm-hmm. by doing the work and it's a win-win situation you the mm. more you do the more you're gonna get back it's, it's gonna be multiplied yeah back to you um, so it's and we're gonna be somewhat holding each other accountable I mean people are free to do what they want come and go you know if they, if they want to drop out or whatever they they're free to do that but that is the price you know, is to get off the couch, do something, don't slide back into your old habits, gear into the new habits that you're trying to develop, and we're all going to benefit from that. To remember, mm-hmm. everybody in the circle is going to be affected by your efforts, mm-hmm. and that's reality.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I can even foresee a, a future incarnation of something like this. It would be... Um, you know, sold to like a uh, like a business type person, or sold to like a, a, a corporate sort of company in a sense, right? And you get their all their employees to sign up for this, and the company invests certain much, and it's a professional development campaign um, that they would like sign on for, and to see. I can only really imagine how that might transform the culture of a business. I mean, there's a lot of really cool businesses, very young, very agile, very progressive businesses that are making making an impact. Um, so I just that's just a future projection. Yeah. Like what would be cool to see.
0: Well I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's built into the vision that I have is that people who go through the spiritual boot camp, some of them will take it as a template and run their own spiritual boot camp using the Jewel and the Lotus program for the tantric development. They can take the skilled friends Dieting material to to work with, they can gear into the spiritual science stuff that I'll continue to do on an ongoing basis. But they go and they do it in their home. They set up a spiritual boot camp there in, in Vancouver, in you know, Alaska, wherever in the world. Because this needs to be multiplied. I mean, I can do I'm gonna do like, you know, fifteen, eighteen people here in the loft. But the more this happens, the better society is going to be benefited from Mm -hmm. it. So yeah, you may want to run your own spiritual boot camp at some time in the future or whoever. It's Mm -hmm. it's being freely given out from me, but through me
1: and uh, as seeds for others to take up. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And I've been really feeling called towards more so for uh, rites of passage and initiation for young men. Just because I didn't have that and most of us don't have any of that. And it really screws us up, you know, trying to establish a sense of manhood and maturity and uh, being in the world and having responsibility. And I'm seeing it more and more. I mean, it's the whole idea that you see what you're looking for, Um, but I'm seeing it more and more and more, Um, just this desire and this need for that, right? And for this coming together and systematizing things, right? Because it's exactly what you said, the goat learning, like the spiritual seeking, it's like stop seeking. You don't need to keep seeking. You've probably got more than enough to work with if you just sink into it and really commit to it. But that's not easy, right? It's easy to flutter from this to that to this to that. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like the sounds of that or that doesn't feel right. That that that's one thing that drives me crazy. Is when people say, Oh, it doesn't feel right, so it must be wrong. Right? It doesn't feel right, so it must not be spiritual or you know whatever. And that's such like a, in my eyes, it's like a bullshit bypass of like mm-hmm. doing the real work. Mm-hmm. That a lot of you know new age people or light workers fall into. Um,
0: yeah, when we're left on our own, we're really left to our own devices and our own subjective response to things, which, yeah, it can be it can lead to a cop out uh, because it takes a lot of discipline to really, you know go beyond the ABC's, the one, two, three steps of something and to get into more advanced territory. It takes a lot of discipline to do that. And that's often what people are lacking at the very beginning of things. That's the last thing that they have because they haven't been brought up in a way to know what discipline in a positive sense looks, smells, feels like. So uh, being part of the spiritual boot camp, you're held by the circle and the momentum of a regular weekly meeting that will hold you accountable Mm -hmm. and also the dyads. So you're going to continually see your own mirror reflection. In the circle and in the faces of each other to give you a sense of where you're at you'll get a clearer sense of where you're at which is really important because a lot of people don't know where they're at they think they know where they're at but we're so subject to illusion and delusion that we're thinking we're somewhere than we're not and if you want to get to ottawa and you think that you're in montreal but really you're in winnipeg you're not going to make it to ottawa because you're not where you think you are Mm-hmm. so having the circle of the community uh actively regularly there mirroring to you it, it can be painful at times but um, ultimately very supportive and when it's held well and in a loving and wise way then um
1: it's it's the best thing on earth Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aho. a <A-ho>. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean and i'm a big i'm a big fan of you know, consciously subjecting ourselves to discomfort for the purpose of strengthening and growing stronger and, and uh, breaking past barriers and perceived limitations, right? And so most of that for me comes through, I mean, it comes through many different ways, it shows up the most through physical practices, right? Cold showers, exercise, fasting, you know, these sorts of things that uh, I feel like are really, I mean, they, they all work so well together. Everything works so well together. And that's what this whole idea of, you know, integrative wellness that's being birthed and that's landing more and more and holistic, you know, living and medicine and and lifestyles, holistic integrated lifestyles, harmonious integrated lifestyles are what I'm all about and what I love to see and what I love to explore, right? And so it's like just seeing more and more opportunities and manifestations of that coming out is super exciting, um, so yeah. Yeah,
0: it's 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 all this thing about invention, you know, uh, and invention, and uh, you know, invent means to breathe in, mm. you know. So we're we're needing to breathe in the future, and uh, this was traditionally done by you know the 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 hierophants and the pharaohs, perhaps even the, the sovereigns uh, of. The past but now we're all getting these downloads you know we're all our own gurus and pharaohs and sovereigns um so finding you know birthing the new forms that are going to support us and you mentioned you know the rites of passage that are lost in our time um, we need to invent those and create those for ourselves as handholds on you know, moving forward on the landscape, climbing up the mountain. We need these benchmarks, these these rites of passage, and so the spiritual boot camp really is that. You know, it is it is um, an initiation process that people are going through uh, with a modern flavor. Mm-hmm. We're not necessarily doing, you know, temple type initiations. It's it's on the ground, on the street, type of. Um, work that works with the real substance of our lives, because life at large is now the initiation temple and relationships are really uh, the initiation encounters. And we just need the tools and practices to be able to process and integrate the value that comes out of our day-to-day interactions. So very excited with, um, with rolling this out. And uh, yeah, look to keep doing it for maybe as long as I live Mm. and then, and then it may go on beyond me with other people that take up this sort of idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so too. The world needs it. It feels like it's a living spiritual impulse. That's, that's wanting to land. It's been working in my, the back of my mind for a while and I've gone through numerous, um, trainings and initiations myself. Um, I, did a four-year spiritual warrior training down in the States uh, that really laid the groundwork for my own sense of self-discipline and um, focus on a day-to-day uh, basis where I'm living the physical and the spiritual simultaneously. Mm. Like being able to see the spiritual opportunities and principles that are at work in every situation and this is key, you know, it's really the new clairvoyance that Rudolf Steiner speaks about, that we have to develop uh, the new clairvoyance because we've lost the, the clairvoyance of the past. You can still see vestiges of it in the indigenous people, you know, with their connection to spirit through nature and, and the elements and the forces there. But uh, humanity, by and large, has lost this old... Atlantean uh, clairvoyance uh, with this newer component that's come on board called the intellect, intellectual thinking, left brain thinking, if you will. It's more analytical. It's more uh, objectifying things. And this has been an important evolutionary uh, imperative to develop this objective reflect, reflective thinking where we separate ourselves out. From the object because when we when we have that kind of thinking working we separate ourselves from it and we increase our sense of I the I am mm. And that's why it's been an imperative we're individuating and we need to recognize ourselves as distinct beings that aren't just in a dreamy connection to nature that aren't just interwoven into a tribe or a family meme But that we have our own individuality, our own individual capacities, uh, our own free thinking, our own free will, our own free feeling. And so in this individuation process, we've lost the dream clairvoyance, which now we need to birth again, if we're going to actually be able to uh, connect fully with nature and the power of nature and the spiritual world that's behind nature and partner with it in consciousness mm. and in free will and in love and wisdom. So that's that's when the Jewel in the Lotus book talks about Tantra as a path to higher consciousness. It really is about opening the third eye and all of the chakras to awaken them as transceivers of Uh, knowledge and wisdom that's beyond just an intellectual nature and analytical nature Mm. but that we can be in an exchange with the spiritual that's in everything. So your day-to-day basis is so much more enhanced in that you are living your spiritual life simultaneously with the physical, be it making your bed, washing the dishes, in conversation, Like you're seeing a larger reality Mm -hmm. and you're grabbing the opportunities Mm -hmm. that are there to evolve and initiate, self-initiate yourself. That's why my talks are called Spiritual Science as Social Activism and Self-Initiation. You can become socially active in a much more conscious and impactful way and you're self-initiating at the same time. Mm. Yeah,
1: so two birds with one stone hallelujah yeah <laughs> yeah i love that transceivers right a transmitter and a receiver yes the chakras mm-hmm. which is so key Yeah.
0: it's a give and take exchange with the environment and um the chakra system is so key to our spiritual nature it's not all of what we are but They are the technology we have to work with. And they will be developed through tantric training, which ultimately leads to kundalini activation. And the kundalini is, you know, running the, you know, putting on the power switch that runs through the central power line of
2: Mm -hmm. your being
0: and beyond, above and below. Um, And then you can be fully alive. But to get there, it's a process. There's, there's, you know, digging the ditch and patching things up and some interior redecorating. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what takes place in those diet spaces.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So it feels like, uh, you know, this, this is, um, as I say, you know, I've gone through a lot of trainings. My own spiritual warrior training. Uh, I've done training and psychotherapy, working you know as a spiritual psychotherapist. Uh, I'm also a trained Waldorf school teacher, um, which is a big component. I work part time in the Waldorf schools and and work out of that model mm. uh, and bring that into the work. And uh, the missing component was the tantra, you know, to really appreciate. Um, you know the sexual energies in a new way and to harness them uh, in a meaningful way not only for physical intimacy but um higher states of consciousness live in a greater reality even while in physical intimacy with someone mm-hmm. it can take place there um, but then it goes beyond um, the confines of the bedroom and uh and forms and feeds your t- entire existence and vis-a-vis that the world mm-hmm. yeah that orgasmic energy
1: this radiates and permeates through everything <laughs> yes yeah makes for a much more juicy existence juicy indeed yeah yeah on all levels yeah and i mean one thing i just wanted to um circle back on there was you know, the idea of living even the mundane physical reality as this amazing, miraculous spiritual experience, which it always is. Right. And I think one of I forget how my friend said it, but one of the uh, most interesting and pot- potentially uh, delusional ideas or labelings that we'll have is to label certain things as less spiritual than others
2: mm-hmm.
1: when everything is always in completely enmeshed in spirit um, but it's just the awareness right It's are we aware of that can we really feel that and live that or is it just some lofty intellectual idea you know mm-hmm. um, Yeah we and we need to bring mean we see this is
0: huge in the paradigm shift that is taking place where in the past, Things were invested with symbolic meaning, you know, like the archetypes and whatnot. Now humans are empowered ourselves to invest meaning into things symbolically. So, for example, like clipping your toenails. Like how spiritual is that? It's like, I don't want to clip my toenails. It's like, it's boring. I got to get down there and like, you know, it's not a pretty thing. You know, it's a, but I can invest meaning in that and go, well, yeah, like. I can do something aesthetically pleasing that's down there, you know, like it 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 adds to the cleanliness of my aura. The, my lover appreciates that that you know they're not like, razor blades, you know, Slice slicing your lovers slicing. legs in yeah. his sleep. <laughs> exactly. So you 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 can take. Clipping your toenails on with a whole another vision of things and bring mm. joy and love and excitement and anticipation to that, and so you've taken something mundane and you've lifted it to the highest level, mm. and and that that ultimately is is the the responsibility of humanity, is to go down into the deepest and to transmute it and raise it to the highest. In the distant future, we'll be. We'll be transmuting all the molecules of this planet and transforming it to a higher state, some call the New Jerusalem, but to a higher state of being. Mm. We're not there yet with our capacities, but that is why the earth is growing us. Mm. The earth is growing us so that we will take on that conscious role of bringing earth forward in its evolution and incarnation. Mm. So... Yeah, clip your toenails with a whole new vision
1: Yeah, and excitement in your heart. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And I mean, yeah, you can literally do that with anything, right? We have the power to do it with anything and to see the connection, you know, that everything affects everything. Um, yes, and assign. We can assign meaning to it. Mm. It's
0: not something imposed on us. We can impose or impress upon it the significance and meaning. We have that power and responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. We've got, just need to wake up and realize the power we've got.
1: Hmm. Well, that's often the scariest thing, right? Is recognizing your power and your responsibility and your capacity to make a difference. And all of the implications of that, Right, which call us out of laziness and into discipline and into right action and right thinking and right relationship and um, all these things which are incredibly rewarding, right? But not easy, mm-hmm. like most things in life, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time. And I'm glad, I just want to take the time to acknowledge you for being a, a, a steward <laughs> of, <laughs> of... Jesse Stewart. Yeah, steward of the steward. Of, uh, of these ideals and these higher realities and these values, right and, and giving your space. I mean, this space is, is miraculous in my eyes. And it's, it's the most, you know healing, amazing, uh, harmonizing space that I've found in the city, really. And the people that come through here and the, the vibes that are created here, it just like radiates out. Um, so thank you for putting this all together. Um, but then thank you for, yeah, for continuing, continuing this and really, uh, really holding space and holding, holding, uh, or holding, helping to establish, you know, a way forward, a system forward, uh, tools, helping uh, empower people with tools. Um, and so I just see, yeah, the amount of, of, of giving that you do. Through this and through this work and so i just want to acknowledge you for that and thank you for that it's enriched my life tremendously great well thank you brian and yeah. it's
0: been a pleasure having you in my life and, and coming here to the loft and involved in the different things the men's circles the spiritual science the lofty gatherings the sound circles uh, i'm gonna be starting up a storytelling uh circle okay uh, this year um you know just every few weeks people can come and and share a story five to 15 minutes it can be mm. factual fictional biographical spontaneous improv um, because I think that's 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 an important tool an important forum for personal de- development as well you know where you're um, you're sharing and then you're engaging people's imagination mm-hmm. and, and, and literally their, their ability to create pictures on their own which a lot of people have lost that 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 mental picturing which is a precursor to clairvoyance you need to be able to generate pictures so storytelling is a great um, form to develop that mm. but um, yeah thank you so much for uh, for inviting me to do this and um, you know pulling this out of me you know it's yeah. great to for me to be able to take it time to reflect and I'm very excited about your uh, your growth and your aspirations that you're landing and uh, the reaching out that you're doing, you know, from mm. a strong center. So keep on
1: going, keep on growing. I will, man. Same to you. I hope. Yeah, I hope. I hope. So thank you all for listening. I hope you got some good value out of this. I hope you've been uh, energized or enthralled or intrigued to dive deeper into some of these aspects and to really, uh, yeah, step up, because we're all being called to step up on every level. And uh, what you give is what you will get back. So keep that in mind. Multiplied. Multiplied, yeah, exactly. Better than banking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, truly, truly. So, I mean, really take the time. Invest in yourself. It's the best investment I've ever made. Um, and, uh, yeah, you never you never regret investing in yourself. You might regret investing in a lover or investing in a, a diet fad or investing in, you know, some whatever it is, a business, schooling, um, but you will not regret investing in yourself. So with that, we bid you adieu. Everything we mentioned will be in the notes. Um, do you have anything you want to put people besides the Spiritual spiritualbootcamp.buzz, your own website, uh, social media, anything like that you want to mention?
0: Um, my, my own website is uh, partnershipplanet.com and it's got uh, more information about other things that I do. But yeah, you can always uh, friend me on Facebook and then get connected to the Sound Circles, Lofty Gatherings, Men's Circle, Spiritual Science Circle, all of that. So um, yeah, on Facebook, I'm Jesse G.L. Stewart, Jesse G.L. Stewart. Um, So yeah, not hard to find. Okay, fantastic.
1: Thanks, brother. Thank you, brother. Okay. Love you. Love you too. Take care, everybody.
2: I was walking one day through the big lights, wondering when the world became so tired. Bottles of vodka flashed as a Coca Cola sign shone like moonlight. And I wondered when the world became so wild. Even the clearing of the streets, it was all tiled. And in the corner stood a tree in a cage. On the screen on the side of a skyscraper stood a war child nestled in amongst the stocks, the shares, and the sports scores of the day. I thought, don't you leave your life too long. It's gone before it's done. If you're high,